is the Go Blue Crew. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Go Blue Crew. I'm Tyler Fenwick, and on the other microphone is Derek Devine. So first off, Derek, how are you doing today? Doing well. Uh, I feel like, uh, you know, fall is uh, officially here. We had, you know, up in Michigan, we had a couple of few days of like mid-70s. Man, what a what Oh, yeah, great, same here. What a great way to, to end, you know, uh, October. But no, now it's cold. Now it's truly fall, and uh, Michigan, Michigan State under the lights is going to be a chilly one. How do you feel about under the lights? I, you know... I like it a lot. I don't like that the athletic department or, you know, you Mish on social, you Mish football, I should say. Uh, they're not really, you know, a lot more effort was put into a maze out, obviously a bigger game. Part of it's like, you know, disrespect with a K as, as Michigan state fans would use. Um, <laughs> some of it feels like purposeful, like let's not do a blue out or a maze out or, you know, much of anything, you know, this opponent sucks. Um, but then the night game version of me is like, Hey, I want this to be like, you know, under the lights of the past, uh, you know, like one of the, the most intimidating, you know, fun environments, yeah. uh, that you can have. So, and maybe naturally that will just take place. It's not like they did a whole bunch of plugging for Michigan, Ohio state. Cause you don't have to, when, when both teams are ranked like they were last year, but yeah, you know, I, I think it'll be a, a fun environment but yeah you know late october after the the warm passes and 7 30 kickoff after the sun is down i'm sure it's going to be a little bit chilly in there the way god intended it when he created this beautiful game um you're going aren't you yeah i'll be there give me a rundown it's a night game and i know for some people students especially this is a, a day that can just get off the rails really quickly but for you like a mature adult a married man, tell me what uh, Saturday looks like for you. Uh, sometimes when you're, you know, a mature married man, you don't quite have a plan. Uh, okay. All I know is I have a parking pass, Ann Arbor Pioneer. That uh, makes you, yeah, you're mature. Yeah, not not sure uh, what time the departure is, but technically can essentially depart whenever because I know I'll have a spot. Uh yeah, you know, it's a busy time of year. It's a night game. I think night games are the, the best tailgate, right, all day. Uh, but the hardest to find people to tailgate with when they're not uh, going to the game or have tickets. Okay. Uh, because as the night gets started for those going into the stadium, uh, kind of the awkward, like, it's cold outside and dark. Uh, you know, a lot of people want to actually watch the game. Uh, and so that walk to the, the main street bars is a little far. Uh, a little cold. You know, we did that walk last year. It's not that bad. Uh, it's we fun. Were, we were overdressed uh, for the game. We Truly. I mean, other, uh, I remember everybody else felt overdressed, and I did not. I'm, I am frequently just cold, so, yeah. <laughs> you know, I was, I was trying to draw inspiration from, like, that game. Like, what did I wear? Because I'd rather be overdressed than underdressed because oh, yeah. you can always take off layers. I'm trying to think through my head, like. That's what a married man always thinks, yeah. Yeah. What You what can always I... take it off. What did I wear? And, you know, the stress of, like, is it a blue out? Is it a maze out? What color are the palms? Like, you know, I'm trying to I'm trying to stick out in the crowd in a good way, you know? Or or blend in, I guess I should say. I'm trying to look like the others. So, uh-huh. yeah, man, uh, probably not going to do a, a raging tailgate like maybe would have in the past. Probably just going to, you know, go enjoy a game. 
at what point do you wear at what age i should say do you wear a clean polo tucked into a nice pair of slacks to oh the game? no not me <laughs> not me no i always have you know as long as they don't go back to adidas or puma or reebok puma. Or, that'd be something you know a brand i don't want to see them in uh yeah. i'll be nike or jordan doubt uh okay yeah, no, right. no, no polo tucked in for me, probably ever. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean that's a, for some people that's their thing. I can see myself growing into that personally, but I understand that other people want to stay as far away from that aesthetic as possible. I get it, no problem. Michigan, Derek, or I should say Michigan State, excuse me, is three and four, one and three, and conference play. Uh, they just defeated Wisconsin, thirty-four. To 28 that game went into overtime before that they had double lost overtime. four in a, a double overtime uh yeah you're right i did see 13 points which you could not score in one possession um unless i take that back touchdown extra point pick six you don't kick the extra point because you've won the game okay anyway before that four losses in a row including a blowout against ohio state a pretty lopsided one earlier this season against washington and that was followed by what I think is probably what Michigan State fans consider like the ugliest game of the season, a 34-7 loss to Minnesota. And uh, there's also the 20s <laughs> at home. Yes, that's a very good point. There's also a 27-13 to 13 loss against Maryland. So uh, no illusions here. Like This is not a very good Michigan State team, but we have seen not very good Michigan State teams beat Michigan. So on a scale of 1 to 10, I guess, like what is your nervous – this level going into this one you know i think this is definitely going to be a at the game uh michigan goes down a touchdown hopefully not much more uh than the nervousness hits i I don't really feel all that nervous going into this one uh i did maybe last year but last year they had such a fast start uh that it felt like they were going to blow the doors off a team that they just let back in the game multiple times and let a you know a a now good NFL running back run all over him. Uh, nervousness at this point, though, uh, maybe not maybe not quite in line with the spread, which is, you know, we talked before the show at this point, Wednesday night, 23. Uh, it definitely feels like Michigan State can keep it within 23 or scoring 23 more than Michigan State could be a challenge in a rivalry game. But, yeah, not all that nervous. I just – I really feel like maybe fooled by that double overtime win against a, usually a premier – team in wisconsin uh but the the way they played at home against minnesota the way they actually got dominated at washington uh, until scoring late um i think that scoring late you know just throwing the ball downfield aimlessly either with a backup quarterback or, or peyton thorne in his 55th attempt i think eventually something's going to stick but uh yeah, maybe the the spread is closer, but I, I just don't see how Michigan State wins this game. Shall Michigan play as good as they are? And the biggest difference for me is between last year and this year, like this is actually a really, really good Michigan team. Uh, you know, the best team since last year, if not potentially better, a lot of season to go. 2016 obviously was a really, you know, seriously good team. Uh, but this really isn't the, is Michigan going to blow it? You know, are they going to get blown out by Ohio State? You know, team that could lose to, to Michigan State or should lose to Michigan State. Uh, there's been a lot of years, like 2017, right? I think maybe both teams are ranked. It was a monsoon. I was there. John O'Connor was the quarterback. Like, 
terrible probably, game. Probably not supposed to be a ranked Michigan team. You know, they weren't good that year. Um, that's the year where, you know, Michigan State probably deservedly won and maybe was even the better team fair and square. 2015 on the, you know, the, the punt block return touchdown a game that nobody wants to remember same thing like I I do think Michigan was the better team Uh, they were in position to win they were a punt away from winning it and just you know bizarre happened Uh, this feels like it's legitimately two very different teams uh, one being very good in a national title contender uh, and one that you know at some points the season hasn't even looked like they'd become bowl eligible no, um, it, it definitely reminds me of 2016. And in, in that season, Michigan was 8-0, number two in the country, and Michigan State was 2-6, and six, hadn't won a conference game. And then Michigan State opens the game with a seven-minute drive, scores a touchdown. And you got to think back six years at this point. But I do remember just feeling like, holy crap, are they really going to do this? Now, Michigan went up 27-10 going into halftime and then the game didn't end up being as close as 32 23 suggests but do you see anything like that happening here where where the spartans come out and and kind of test michigan early and make it clear that you're not just going to be able to roll over us here's here's a scoring drive here's a a stop to open the game something like that 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 kind of sets um sets the bar maybe just a little higher than you you might have been thinking going into it yeah you know i think that defense was better than, than the offense uh, that year for Michigan State. I think their offense is significantly better than their defense this year. Wilton Spate was having a, a really good year until, you know, he ran into the injury late in the season and a loss at Iowa. But, um, yeah, for me, you know, I, I just I looked at that game. Uh, Eddie McDoom was the leading rusher with 53 yards. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good little tidbit there. Uh this is not the same Michigan team, even if they were number two at that time. Uh, I mean, they have two significantly better backs uh, than, than McDoom. Uh, and, you know, Karan Higdon was on that team. Devion Smith was on that team. Uh, I think the receiving core was pretty established with Amara Darbo, J.U. Chesson, you know, a great version of Jake Butt. Uh and so, you know, maybe you have a, a inexperienced quarterback and, and wide receivers that maybe haven't created as much distance, especially down the field as you would hope at this point. But yeah, I, I think this is a closer game than 23. And I think that 2016 is, is the best example because of that. That was not uh, a nine point game for most of it. Like you said, they were up 17 at the half. The game was very much in control outside of the first possession. Uh, and then they kind of just let their foot off the gas uh, and, and stormed Michigan State, you know, scored, and then they went for two, and, and Jabril Peppers, you know, returns it all the way to to take it from 30 to uh, 23 to 32 to 23. So it maybe got close, but that was literally the last seconds of the game uh, in, a, in a garbage time score. So, again, I think within 23 for sure, uh, but I think this team's better than 2016, uh, especially uh, when you look at the offensive side. Though, you know, you can make the case that that defense – with all the studs they had that year, uh, probably better and more established than this year's defense. All right. I want to do a little thought experiment here, Derek, and and hear me out because there is, I think, a case to be made that this game against Michigan State is the most important on Michigan's schedule. Another way to say this is that Michigan State is more important in 2022 
than Ohio State. I'm willing to defend that position, though, as a caveat, I, I'm not 100% sold. Like I said, I just think there's a case to be made. And I think by talking it out, maybe I can fully convince myself of that or I'll fall completely off. I just think that's an argument. If somebody makes it, you should be willing to hear them out. And I'll go into detail about why I think there's a legitimate argument there. But just what do you think when you hear that Michigan State could be the most important game on the schedule this year for Michigan? If this is a Michigan team that has struggled and it's really questionable if they're even going to finish, you know, top two in the conference, I'd say yes. Uh, I say yes in terms of this is a, a team that Michigan's lost to two years in a row, including, you know, the only regular season blemish last year. Uh, and, you know, not that this is the revenge tour, but, you know, they don't feel like they should have lost that game. They, they blew the lead. Uh, defense gave up some big plays. Uh, and they want this one back. But, you know, I think the reality is uh, Michigan, again, is, is legitimately a college football playoff contender. Uh, and cliche as it sounds, uh, because it is every year, you know, the most important game on the schedule. Uh, with the way Ohio State's playing, the way Michigan's playing, uh, especially after beating a top 10 team at, uh, the week before the bye, I just can't see it for this year but it's as important as this michigan michigan state matchup's been in a long time including uh the battle last year i think michigan state for you know for as much as ohio state has dominated the the last basically 20 years of the rivalry with michigan michigan state though it hasn't been as laps lopsided has has done enough at some points to make it seem that way. Um, the last two seasons, you got a, a bad Michigan State team and a bad Michigan team going at it. And, and at the time, you didn't know that Michigan was that bad, but we did know Michigan State was that bad. And so it, it was um, very disappointing, uh, a little depressing to see uh, a a bad Michigan State team go out and think – go out and beat what you thought was a, a better Michigan team. Uh, but then you have last year, which you already talked about, you know, taking control of that game and, and then losing it. And that was, that was just an absolute heartbreaker by far. I thought, you know, the tougher loss uh, in that season than Georgia and Mel Tucker's two and O against Jim Harbaugh. He's got the big contract. You know, he's he's doing the things, or I should say he has done the things that, that East Lansing desperately wanted. You know, you look at the, the twilight years of Mark D'Antonio, and this, you know, has been sort of the resurgence they've been looking for outside of the season where, you know, you have a three and four Michigan State team that just is obviously not good. But I think that's the case that somebody can make as to why this game is, is more important on Michigan's schedule than Ohio State because Mel Tucker has, has owned Jim Harbaugh and that that doesn't seem right it doesn't seem right that that Mel Tucker a coach who a lot of people thought Michigan State was really reaching for when they hired him is undefeated against who's supposed to be one of the premier coaches not just in the Big Ten but in college football and Jim Harbaugh has uh, for the most part done that I know we were or I shouldn't say we but many people you know wanted to go their separate ways after 2020 um, and it really paid off that 
they both kind of stuck around. But if you're thinking about just recent history, the way this game has gone, Michigan already got that Ohio State monkey off of its back last season. And I know that we're on the march toward a, another very consequential Michigan-Ohio State game. But Michigan State is also your rival. Like, this should not be downplayed uh, just because of Ohio State. This is, you know, this is the state championship, as they call it. And I'm not from Michigan, but I know I, you know, talking to you, especially last year, just about the way the state gets ready for this game kind of makes me wish I was there and I could experience it. But I think that is like point A, point number one, why you could say Michigan State is the more important game of the season. I mean, congratulations to Mel Tucker being 2-0 and and not having a Big Ten championship. I hope that uh, people in East Lansing are happy, especially with a three-win season thus far. Um, that to say, I think why it doesn't feel the most important this year is Michigan State fans, unlike last year, silent. Absolutely do not say anything. You would think that they don't watch a football game this year. They have nothing to say. Uh, and, and that's preferred. Because I don't think that they're, you know, again, within the state, there's not a more annoying fan base. Uh, but, you know, I, there obviously is a lot of hope. Like, hey, they've got some of the tools on offense, like Mel Tucker's 2-0. and And I think they could put up a fight. I just think Michigan's too good and is going to handle business. Uh, and I think that this year continues to be, you know, uh, a sign that Mel Tucker is more likely the next Brady Hoke than, than uh, Mark D'Antonio. That to say, though I don't think it's the most important game on the schedule, uh, I'd put Illinois as a more important game at this point because they're at least ranked. Uh, I think it is a must win in a game that the players want to win as bad as Ohio State. So I'll give you that much. I think that last year left such a poor taste in their mouth when they lost to Michigan State on the road in a game they could have handled. Uh, Poor taste when they got thoroughly dominated by Georgia in the college football playoff on the national stage. And they had a glimpse of what could be uh, if they could compete with Ohio State more regularly than in the last couple of decades. So though I don't think it's the most important, it is absolutely a must-win, a must-win situation because you can't go down 3-0 to a new coach who doesn't even have a good team this season. Uh, Jim Harbaugh, you know, his, his record overall versus Michigan State isn't all that great. You know, he's lost plenty, uh, ones he shouldn't have lost and, and ones that, you know, maybe the team should have, like the way they played with no heart in 2020. So, um, yeah, I think just like he said and other guys have said, you take the pulse of everybody, you know, they want this game really bad. They don't want anything like last year. They don't want a close game. And I'd go as far as saying that, there's a lot of young guys like a J.J. McCarthy. They don't plan to lose to Michigan State again. Uh, I think that they would love to not lose to Ohio State or Georgia or Alabama or Clemson or any of the premier programs, uh, but they know that that's a big ask because those are legitimately the best teams. I don't know that, you know, I think a lot of respect is thrown around, and I do think they, you know, respect each other as coaches and players. A lot of these guys, especially the in-state guys at both programs, you know, have played with each other since – uh, you know, they were peewee football. Uh, so there's a lot of relationships, a lot of friendships, you know, within the state, uh, even though they're at rival schools. But I really don't think uh, Michigan expects Michigan State to compete uh, for a Big Ten championship like we can just assume Ohio State will. So I think they would like to pummel Michigan State uh, better that spread. Uh, and hopefully, uh, you know, and I think it's very possible 
uh, with at least how Jim Harbaugh hasn't moving in the last year and a half, that this game should be a, you know, uh, a Michigan favored game moving forward. And Michigan State's always going to give their best. But just like D'Antonio had some success, seemed like year after year for a while, uh, eventually in a rivalry like this one, uh, the pendulum swings, uh, Michigan has just not had that fortune against Ohio State. So, yeah, this is a must win. And, you know, players, coaches, fans, uh, especially anyone at the big house, it would be, you know, the most disappointing loss and probably quite some time if they don't find a way to win it Saturday night. So two points, and you kind of made the first one for me by talking about how this is a must win. I totally agree. And I think you could say this is the only must win on Michigan's schedule because you beat Ohio State last year, and it's not like the Buckeyes got worse. I mean, nobody uh, would look down on Michigan for going to Columbus and losing like a 7-9, 12-point game even. This is the one that I think you look at and say Michigan absolutely has to win that game. And I think it just makes sense that if you have one must-win game on your schedule, that you would call it the most important game on your schedule but my second point is um and it's going to actually be in favor of the ohio state side of this which is that as a program michigan still has to beat ohio state to do what it wants to do because uh regardless of what happened last year ohio state has dominated the rivalry and dominated the big 10 plenty long enough for us to still say like that's still the class of the conference and and the big 10 absolutely still runs through columbus and so if you as a program you know, want to win your Big Ten championship, want to go to the college football playoff, want to do those like big, massive things that we expect Michigan to do. You absolutely have to, you know, you have to ride through Columbus. You have to beat that Buckeyes team. So I think that's a that's a case too, uh, and that's an argument too, where you could say Ohio State is still the most important game on the schedule because uh, regardless of what you do in the regular season, if you have big postseason aspirations, you got to beat Ohio State just Plain and simple, that's the way it has been, and and no sign of it changing anytime soon. Yeah, I think if you look at the beginning of the year uh, before you knew Michigan State would only be a three-win team at this point, I think I would say they're about equal. Uh, I'm trying to take a position of you know uh, comparing Michigan to a Georgia in the sense that Georgia could look dominant all year, but they couldn't get past Alabama. Uh, Ohio State, yeah, like you said, no one is – um, expecting Michigan to go to Columbus and you know blow the doors off of Ohio State, it'd be extremely shocking uh, to see a Michigan team win two times in a row, especially uh, in Columbus on the road. I, I mean, the nation would be as shocked as last year. Uh, it's just something that hasn't happened. But to have national relevancy and to actually be considered one of the best teams, which Jim Harbaugh's been Jim Harbaugh's been trying to do for years now. You know, Ohio State is a must win. It's just a tall task and near an impossible ask, it seems, most years. But, you know, he he came back. He he uh, dipped out in the NFL. You know, whether he's going to be hired or not, you know, no one will know. Uh, but he's back to, to make Michigan, you know, a, a national championship contender. And so I think why that game just will naturally continue to be the most important is, like you said, everything goes through Columbus. And – to be successful and to, to look back and, and say that Jim Harbaugh really turned things around, he's obviously going to have to beat Ohio State more than once. 
but yeah, at the beginning of the season, I, I thought Michigan State would be a decent team this year. I thought they were returning plenty on offense. Uh, no one knew how injured they'd be, become on defense. Uh, you know, tough luck for them so far, especially with the injury battle. Uh, but this, to me, at this point, though important, uh, and and I would be absolutely embarrassed to to go to a game uh, and watch Michigan State win, uh, especially in the big house at night. Uh, it's another game on the schedule, and Michigan's got to take care of business. Uh, you know, the next four weeks, especially, uh, and find a way to be competitive uh, against Ohio State. So it's another one on the schedule, uh, but obviously with a lot more on the line, considering. Uh, you're, you know, you're battling for good old Paul Bunyan and, and hopefully, yeah. uh, and we'll talk, you know, I guess what we think about the game this weekend specifically, but hopefully we'll get a good old Paul Bunyan poet. I would love to see, see one of those. Cause usually they mean things are going well for Michigan. Yeah. Um, so speaking of this game specifically, we can kind of, you know, bring our focus down here. I, I feel like I got a little energized. So, you know, I, like I said in the, in the beginning, it's not really a position I was actually taking even though i will say i may lean that way i just thought it was a fun fun thought experiment you know michigan's kind of in a unique situation here like playing really well uh good things have happened uh you know in the past one and a half seasons which is crazy to think about but talking about this game here is it as simple as run the crap out of the football and force some turnovers, get after the quarterback. I mean, is that is that as simple as the formula needs to be for Michigan this weekend? I, I really do think so. I, I think you make Michigan State one-dimensional and you find a way to uh, get the pass game going enough uh, to keep, you know, uh, Blake Corum and, and Donovan Edwards' job easy. And, you know, they need to do a good enough job to, especially in the play action, to uh, open up things, hopefully downfield for J.J. McCarthy. Uh, big opportunity for him. And I think one of the things that I really haven't seen talked about enough, uh, you know, I'll, I'll first share like Ronnie Bell and Penn State. You know, there's no one that wanted to beat Penn State more than Ronnie Bell. Uh, the That game where uh, Michigan kind of imploded and they, they couldn't find themselves and it took that second half surge and he dropped the ball, uh, you know, and, and, you know, kind of throw 2020 out the window. Uh, and then 2021 where he can't play, it really felt like, you know, I, I saw someone tweet before, like, man, like this is a, a huge game for him. Uh, JJ McCarthy looked awful uh, at points against Michigan state last season. And many still to this point will say he's a big reason Michigan lost that game. You know, he fumbled the ball uh, on his own. It went out of bounds and kind of stalled the drive. And then he had a bad exchange with Blake Corum that stalled the drive. Both of those guys, uh, want nothing to do with that. Uh, and I think that, again, big opportunity under the lights against a rival. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they let J.J., uh, you know, play a little looser than maybe they would allow against Penn State. Uh, I think they're confident enough to to try some new things to really expose the terrible Michigan State secondary. But, yeah, you know, you, you know what's going to come. This game is definitely going to rely on the running game. And I would expect – once again, that Blake Corman and Donovan Edwards have huge games, and I just don't see how Michigan State's defense could possibly stop even a, you know an average version of Michigan's offense. And then for the defense, you yeah, make a Michigan State one-dimensional, eliminate the rush, make Peyton Thorne make mistakes, 
you have two really deadly receivers, a couple of really good tight ends, and a very capable quarterback. But if you have to throw the ball all game, you know you're you're likely to make a mistake at some point, and he's proven to make uh, several of them this year. Uh, you know, for as often as he can throw the ball up aimlessly, and a receiver comes down with it, uh, defenders have come down with you know a few as well. So it'll be interesting to see how one dimensional Michigan can make Michigan State, but. Yeah, the recipe is pretty simple. Play sound football and, and beat a team you're better than. All right, before we do a score prediction, did we go over the Penn State score prediction last week? Did we do that? Man, it, you know, like we talked it about, I'm an old like... married man. My, my memory's kind of kind of hazy. No, I had 27-23. Okay. I guess it doesn't matter. We're doing it now. You had 28-20. Okay. Uh, the actual score, 41-17. Blew so. the doors off. Average program. Worried, more worried about the tunnel than winning a meaningful football game. Yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, I think we were both did the right thing by being confident, but still a little more conservative. Um, but Yeah, we're giving credit to a top 10 team that could very well score. They just, I mean, they look horrible. I mean, it was uh, yeah. it was what I want this weekend to be and, and more. You know, if I get to go to the Penn State and Michigan State games, uh, a rivalry in a top 10 matchup and I can walk away from both of them, uh, you know, with dollars well spent. Cause I saw two blowouts. I mean, what better scenario could you have? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So for this one, this week, I've got Michigan 42, 17 that covers the 23 point spread. As long as I did my math, right. I think that's a 25 point difference. Okay. And I, don't think it's a situation similar to 2016 where Michigan state comes out and sort of shocks you like seven minutes. Like that was a seven minute drive to go up seven zero. I don't think something like that happens. Although it's a 60 minute football game and I know Michigan state's three and four and I know they don't look good, but we got to remember also like this is a big 10 football team that has some talent like they're not duds across the board and so if we see michigan state string together a couple good drives and a couple stops like that that kind of thing i just expect at any point in almost every game but i i do think michigan gets off to a fast start here something they've done consistently throughout the season i don't think it's a very close game at halftime i think they they pretty much are uh, uh, they have this one taken care of through through most of the game? So forty two to seventeen is what I got. Uh, so I have thirty eight to seventeen, uh, pretty similar. I have uh, you know under that twenty three, I've got about you know I think it's twenty one. You know math is hard on the spot. You know live on a podcast. So I let me do understand it. That. <laughs> I think it's twenty one. Thirty eight, seventeen, gotta be. You know seven's one. Three off eight, eight minus one seven is twenty one. Yep. So, and the only reason, and I, and I tried desperately to pull this up, uh, you know, I've been really into the analytics lately and, and saw, you know, kind of within the Big Ten, ACC and SEC, I think it was, uh, which programs, you know, essentially score the most per quarter. Michigan, I think, was in the top six for every quarter. Ohio State thoroughly dominated the first quarter and third quarter. Uh, but Michigan State's numbers, you know, favorable in the fourth quarter, whether it's uh, scoring all the points they needed to, to to kind of come back against Wisconsin and win in overtime or uh, making a, you know, on the road game at Washington look closer than it was all the way back to, you know, let's talk about 2016 for the eighth time. 
yeah, uh, a game where not? you score late. I, again, I think that this game is plus 23 at some point, uh, but Peyton Thorne or Noah Kim, whatever that dude's name is, uh, they just bomb the rock late in the game, desperate to, to come up with some sort of big play. And I think that they're talented enough to where they're just likely to connect at some point. So, you know, I'll give them credit and say, uh, yeah, they'll keep it within the spread. Uh, so, yeah, Michigan maybe loses uh, the spread battle, but thoroughly wins the game. And, and again, uh, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if it is, you know, a plus 25 at some point in this one. All right. Well, hopefully, hopefully, fingers crossed, we get back here next week talking about uh, Michigan rivalry win. I won't be here. Um, There's a loss. Okay. All right. I'll I'll, show up. I'll be, I'll be like living. I don't mean to sound, you know, (laughs) okay. Like like nothing's going to happen to me. No scary night game thing. Or just like, I just, I might take this is Halloween weekend. Yeah. I might, I might take the the podcast week off. if it's a loss. By the way, you got a costume. Oh yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to go to a, uh, a party as a extreme conservative. Really? Yep. So, Okay, because <laughs> that begs a follow-up question. Like, what, how do you do? How do you do that? Uh, well, if you uh, go to uh, what's it called, like Halloween Spirit or Spirit Halloween, or oh, um, yeah, they just got you know, kind of like a like little, the memes. Uh, yeah, it's like a little uh, you know, American flag shirt. <laughs> uh, I've seen it on Fox News. Nowhere to port, uh, park my uh, Ford F two fifty that gets twelve miles a gallon and. Uh, too many of those people oh. around that area. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. That's a joke. Um, I, I don't. I don't really do Halloween. My Halloween is uh, in the big house. I'll be wearing a, a Michigan jersey or a, you know, a maize sweatshirt. So that's that's what I'll be as Halloween. I, uh, of course, was Jim Harbaugh last year. Might I do it again? Might as well. I've got the costume. I might put the flat bill on. Uh, put the khakis on. Get the. You know, get the. You know, he doesn't really wear the khakis anymore, though. No, that worked out for me though because I didn't want to wear khakis. So yeah, he's he's like or did exclusively I wear blue pants now. Blue pants, which blue I have. Top. So yeah, I I, I, I did too. a blue out last year. A, hey, I think it's gonna be a blue out. Uh, you know, blue on blue uh, in the stadium. So I might do the the blue Jim Harbaugh. Yeah. Get my glasses All right. on. Well. If 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 Michigan wins, come dressed up. Okay, I can do as that. as you know, for you, what you've wore to the game, I'll come dressed as Jim Harbaugh. If they don't win, you do have to come as a an angry conservative or whatever you said. And you have to talk like that for the entire podcast. I can do that. That's, you know, uh... there's too much celebrating going on in, in football these yeah. days. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know who I really like is is that Cooper Cup guy. You know, he picks up the first down. He just hands the ball back to the yeah. referee, gets Classic. back in the huddle. None of the showboating. Never would kneel either. <laughs> Stands with his hands. I right. kind of okay. Is it bad that I kind of hope Michigan loses so we can <laughs> we can get these takes? Oh, we should man. just do like three minutes of takes, no matter what. Okay, well, I'm down for that. All right. I mean, well, hopefully we'll it's catch a blowout and we can do the recap and all of you know sure. five minutes. So we should have plenty. Yeah. Of time. That's the plan, then. We'll plan for that. We'll catch you next week, hopefully talking about a Michigan win. Until then, take care. Go Blue. Go Blue.